Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, you're very welcome back to the channel. Uh, if you're new, you're really welcome here. I hope you will get some benefit from um, what we discuss from other people in our community that, that comment and just knowledge that we share, that we need to share, we need to heal. We need to understand um, what narcissism is and we get to know ourselves a lot better in the healing process as well. So it can really be a valuable, a journey of immense value in our lives. But a fundamental is to get educated on what NPD is, narcissistic personality disorder, in order to, one, understand what we've been through, uh, two, unentangle ourselves from this very toxic, dark energy, this person. And three, to be able to understand ourselves better, to move forward and to avoid that type of dynamic in our lives, in every aspect of our lives, in familial, with friends, in the workplace, and particularly as I concentrate on here, the intimate relationship with the narcissist. The intimate relationship is probably one of the, the relationships that you can see narcissism. You can see the, the traits of narcissism um, most intensely and most fully and wholly. And those traits can be transferred into any relationship you have with a, a narcissistic person. So guys, today... I'd really like to unravel this thing that, you know, it's a question people have. Like, I was a great supply, people will say to me, and why didn't the narcissist stay with me? I mean, they they really left a really good situation here and they went on to someone who honestly, I think, is my inferior, even though that's not the way I think. But just looking at all aspects of myself and um, the person they moved on to, I just can't figure it out. I cannot figure it out. And, you know, I can see now maybe further down the road that they're in a really bad situation. So why on earth's name would they have left a good source of supply? And then other people will come and say, you know, look, um, my life has not improved since the narcissist left and I'm lonely and I'm in a lot of pain. People haven't recovered. They it takes time to recover. It takes a lot of work to recover. And if the time hasn't passed and we haven't been able to put the work in as yet, you know, having the narcissist back can actually, even though that's very unimaginable when you're further down the road of healing, having the narcissist back to kind of put a salve on your pain and to take the loneliness away, you know, the mind works at convincing us that, hey, it might not be so bad, like I can modify my behavior, I can, you know, give the narcissist great supply and they can give me good times again and stuff like that. And it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that, guys. You need to get further down the road of healing um, in relation to, to that kind of thought process. So I want to try and explore the title of the video and that is 
nobody is good enough for the narcissist. No source of supply is good enough for the narcissist. Sorry, that's my mate Remy chewing on a bone. So if you hear any suspect noises coming from the background, that's what it is. Sorry. I did ask him to be quiet and he was barking earlier at something else. So let's hope for the best. Right, Paula, back to the video. Okay. Narcissists, guys, emotional reaction to a narcissist is like comparable to oxygen to a human being. Your emotional output and reaction to the narcissist, your emotional output has to be caused by the nar narcissist. So the narcissist, one, feels in control, feels powerful, feels they exist because they were able to cause an emotional reaction in you. It has to be emotional and it, it can also be getting you to do something to serve them or to give them money, to give them some type of benefit. But it has to be caused by them. And then they feel empowered and then they feel they actually exist. It's like when Narcissus looks at himself in the mirror, he has to see the reflection back to exist to believe he's alive. And it's that is the narcissist. That is their narcissism. Without anyone around them sitting in a room on their own, they cease to exist unless they're on their phone or they they have some sort of input. They're waiting on something uh, to work. They they have to be with people. They can't stay on their own for a very long amount of time or they go very, very down. They can't, in fact, breathe. So the analogy I'd like to give is, I don't know, I'm sure you guys know someone who is asthmatic, maybe depends on their inhaler. I know I, I know a good few asthmatics and it's very, very scary when they get, when their chest gets very tight and they need to get that inhaler. So they will suck on that inhaler and they will feel great relief when they're able to breathe again. When the narcissist's fuel supply or emotional supply becomes low, they need that inhaler to survive. So they cannot go without that inhaler, without the oxygen that they need to survive. That is you and other people that provide it to them. If they, I don't know, also if you found with an asthmatic person, they may have a good few inhalers around the house and they take one up, they shake it and there's nothing left in it. They take a kind of a, a, a draft of it and nothing's coming out. They shake it again and can't get anything out of it. And then they'll go to the packet where they have a new inhaler and unwrap that. And they know they're very happy then. They're confident that that inhaler is going to work for them for quite a long num number of weeks or whatever. And I guess you know where I'm going with this. We are the narcissists inhalers. We're their oxygen levels. And if we're not working, 
You know, if, if we've gone down low, our supply is down low and they shake us and can't get any more out of us, they'll just go on to the next inhaler. They'll do whatever they can to survive and they need oxygen to survive, which is emotional supply from people and their feeling of being in control of people around them to get their needs met. They are not able to breathe alone without the inhalers that are around them. And they, like you and I, need oxygen to breathe. It's as simple as that. So why, why did they leave you? Why did they leave a person who was doing everything for them, who was helping them in out of their dramas, who was giving them money, who was bringing them places, who was doing their washing, who was enjoying good times with them, who was crying when they upset them. You'd think that that was a full inhaler. Okay. Over time, there are two reasons why this inhaler is not going to supply them with everything they need. And also, a narcissist will need to have, need to know that there are other inhalers dotted around their house or their world. And those other inhalers are family, children, uh, friends, and then people they might meet in work or strangers. And they need to know that those others, other oxygen inhalers or sorry, asthmatic inhalers are around for them because Supposing their main one, the main one they carry around, you, you know, their main source of supply has to go away for a day or two or is very busy or just can't give them the supply they need at a certain time. Or the narcissist is trying to correct you and is giving you a silent treatment or has given you a mini discard. They need to be able to pick up the other inhalers that are around and suck on them for a while. So you can be thinking that you're doing everything possible for the narcissist, but you will get exhausted at some stage. You will probably start to question the narcissist and that's not pumping out what they need at the time when they're low on oxygen. So if you're not functioning in that way, they will start to get their prescription filled for a new inhaler and go shopping. Go shopping for your replacement. They'll also dip into their family circle and their friends and they will often use children. Sometimes they even, when they're between sources of supply, between their main inhalers, their everyday inhalers, they will actually place the children as their main inhalers for a while. They will buff them up. They will praise them. They will get very involved in what the children are doing and get a lot of supply back from the children and will show the children off to people and get the reflected glory of the children's supply back to them. So they can replace you initially, sometimes. If they haven't got their prescription filled for their new source of supply, they may use their children for a while. Children are a big source of supply to narcissists, actually. They're a big backup supply. 
some narcissists don't want anything to do with their children at certain times because it's too problematic. They may need to pay maintenance. The children may be in a different country. You'll often find that with narcissists. They live far away from their children. Sometimes they will use other people's children as supply or they'll maybe use a family member. They may have a mother that's always there or a father that's always there living on their own and they'll go back to them in between their sources of supply. But getting back to the question that we're delving into here in the video. Even notwithstanding that you still feel, look, Paula, I I didn't question, you know, what the narcissist was doing. I thought everything was great. And I thought that I was, you know, really standing on my head, turning cartwheels, doing everything the narcissist wanted. I adored them. I tried my best for them. I never really let them down. So this doesn't apply to me. OK, here is the thing. The narcissist, you can be doing your damnedest for this narcissist and munch, munch, <laughs> you can be doing your damnedest for this narcissist and they start to devalue you. So they start to kind of belittle you and diminish you. And in doing that, they put you in a different category in their minds. You're not the great inhaler that you used to be. They're shaking you to get stuff out of you. And they do feel that you're kind of you know, you're pumping it out every now and again, but intermittently they're kind of going, mm, I think I need to uh, go to the doctor and get, change my inhaler, change my prescription to a better dose. This isn't working anymore. You know, my lungs are becoming too familiar with this, this uh, inhaler and this is just not doing it for me anymore. So they kind of look at you as, you're just not as good as you used to be because they own you. You know, they've shook you, they've sucked on you, they've had you in their drawer for a while and they've kind of flung you there. They've taken you very much for granted and they feel that really it's time for a change because they're devaluing you and they're, you know, you're not what you used to be. And this is all your fault, of course, nothing to do with them. Anyway, so even if you think that you're performing at maximum level and maximum performance and it's only been six months or a year, the narcissist will always want what they're entitled to and they believe they're entitled to the best. And you may very well be the best. You may be better than the best. But if the narcissist decides that you're not the best, then you're not the best. It's totally totally down to them have being in control and kind of taking people for granted. You're just an old inhaler and they know where they can get lots of fresh medicine, medicine that's going to make them feel better. If they feel like a change, they'll have a change. Now, when they go off to get a new prescription filled, it may work fine for a while or it may not be half as good as the old prescription. They may very well come back looking for you. They'll open the drawer, rummage around in their clothes and pull you out of the drawer again in a hoover. Why on earth's name do narcissists develop like this in life? Why do they need other people all the time to to exist? Why do they need to suck the life 
blood and energy out of people. They just decided when they were younger, when they had, when they were getting their view of the world, that in a situation where they needed something, it was better instead of trying to work at it, it was much more effective to do a, a hit and run, so to speak. They just decided, even if they had positive influences, that this was the way they wanted to live their lives. And they will never, ever stop living their lives like that if they suffer from full-blown narcissism, if they suffer from narcissistic personality disorder. Nobody is going to be enough for them. You know, when in a, say, a normal relationship that, that you or I may have and you bond or fall in love or get married to one person, I know that we, for, from a healthy point of view, we'd need other people in our lives as well. But this person you will grow and develop with and your love will grow and develop. And you don't just start off loving this person and then totally devaluing them and kicking them to touch. You don't suck them dry. You don't suck the energy out of them and then destroy them. You build, you grow and you get so much more from a relationship. And you couldn't maybe think of replacing this person with another person to serve your needs. It. A human being doesn't work like that in any kind of a healthy functioning state. So these guys are hugely toxic, are hugely inhuman in that they, they need other humans to suck off, not to grow with. Guys, I hope that explains a little as to why a narcissist will chop and change their inhalers and will never just rely on one inhaler to do the job for them throughout their life. They always know that an inhaler is going to run dry for them, even if they, you know, re refill it. Refilling it means to love someone and to build them up. Even if they, they refill their inhaler, they're just going to chuck it aside and get a new one. That's the way they operate. I will see you again soon. Take great care of yourselves. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.